The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to um, the membership focus call for today. My name is Cassandra. I am your co-chair of the membership committee, and tonight we got a few more people for you to be able to talk to, and hopefully, if it's something you're interested in, you can join them because they're going to tell you how to do it, what you need to do, and so let's just get this started. Go get you a, something cold to drink, and let's get started. So tonight we have um, we have the guide dog users um, of America. We have CCLBI. Um, hopefully Pride International will come. And uh, we also have Braille Revival Lead. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to sort of turn it over to them. Um, and so what I want to do is for each one of them um, to just kind of first introduce themselves and let and let you guys know where they are um, in that organization. Tell you the name of the organization and whether they're the president or um, the person that's going to um, talk you into joining the organization. Um, so let's just start with Denise and work our way through the list. Oh, Denise. Oh, there we go. Can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, my name is Denise Colley, and I am the current president of the Braille Revival League. Uh, I've uh, was elected last July. So um, that's who I am. Awesome. Patty. Okay. Yeah. Hi, my name is Patty Cox, and I am the president of CCLVI, which is the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. Okay. Sarah. Uh, hello, my name is Sarah Calhoun, and I am president of Guide Dog Users Incorporated. All right, awesome. So um, what I'd like to do now that we've done that and we all know who you are, um, I'd like for each one of you to think about what your organization does that's the first question. And then I want you to talk a little bit about um, how, um, no, talk about first how, you know, what you do, and then talk about what resources you use, whether there's, a, if you have a newsletter or some kind of community events, kind of give us a couple of those. Um, and so we're just going to go down the list as we did before. And we're going to let you guys take it away. Okay. Well, again, I'm Denise Colley, and um, the Braille Revival League was um, <clears throat> established or created 40 years ago to promote the production, teaching, and use of Braille as the primary medium of literacy for all blind people. And so we basically do any and all things related to Braille. We want to ensure that children are getting taught Braille in the in the uh, public school system. We want to work with consumers to help ensure that goods and services um, are made available to Braille users and Braille readers. Um, we have been working with the National Library Service to, as they're getting the e-readers into the hands of um, uh, their participants to help with training when that kind of thing is needed. And any and everything else that is Braille related, we do. Um, we, in terms of um, uh, our dues are $10 a year, or if you want to join as a life member, it's $200. Um, you can join by contacting Jane Corona, who is our treasurer. Um, our website is braillerevivalleague.org, and you can get all the information about how to join or how to renew your membership if you have not done so. Um, we have six uh, state affiliates, California, New York, Florida, Illinois, 
uh, Texas and um, Pennsylvania. So if you happen to live in any of those states and want to join through your state affiliate, you can do so. We um, have six board meetings a year. Uh, they happen on the odd month, numbered months. So that is like uh, January, March, May, July. Um, and uh, the board meets on the second Monday of the month at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And then um, on the on the even months, on the third Wednesday of the month, uh, we have what is called our Braille Buzz. Um, our Braille Buzz meets at 8.30 Eastern Time. And it's our membership-focused call where we, um, we talk about specific topics. And um, we've had things like Orbit Research on. Um, we just heard from the Braillist, uh, the, the Braillist Association in the United Kingdom. Uh, so we try to come up with topics that are, would be of interest to uh, everyone, and anyone is invited to come. And we do make the phone number and the access a code available to anybody who wants to participate. So we encourage you to do that. Um, and the last thing I just want to say really quickly is because I'm going to put in a plug for this. Um, mark your calendars for January the 4th of 2024. That's Lewis Braille's birthday. The Braille Revival League is going to be putting on a seven-hour Braille extravaganza over Zoom and um, and media. And I'm not going to tell you any more about it, by, except to tell you that we're going to have a lot of presenters. And you'll be hearing more about it. And please, please put us on your calendar. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. All right, Patty. Um, so CCLVI was um, chartered by ACB in 1979, so we're almost 45 years old. Um, and CCLVI, um, we we um, established the rights of persons with low vision to make full use of their vision. If it is, um, you know, they've got pretty good useful vision all the way down to light perception. Um, and we, um, we try to help everyone uh, find aids, visual aids and services and technology that can help them um, live a more independent life. Um, CCLVI has many events and we have two programs. Um, each year we have, um, our scholarship, our Fred Scheigert scholarship, um, that we award and we award two freshmen, one undergraduate and one graduate student with, um, a scholarship, which is $1,500 for each semester. So it's a total of $3,000 um, that runs from January 1st through March 15th. And we have another award, which is our um, Samuel Janensky and Carl Foley Magnification Award. We generally give away three um, iPads that people can use um, not only to um, give them magnification of maybe some apps, but they can use that as a CCTV to read their mail and do other everyday tasks like reading um, recipes um, so they can be more independent. Um, CCLVI has quite a few Zoom calls, and on the first Monday of the month, um, it's usually an open, an open low vision, and we invite family and friends of those with low vision to come and um, discuss maybe what they can do to help. Um, on the second and fourth Mondays of the month, we have game night, and I am your MC. We have a lot of fun. 
On the third Monday of the month, we have peer support group. Um, and then we have Let's Talk Low Vision is at 8.30 on the third Tuesday of the month. And then on Thursdays, um, they're usually a topic-driven um, call except for the third Thursday of the month. And on the third Thursday of the month, we have our book club. Um, then we have Friday mornings. We have our coffee chat hour. Um, the fo Friday following the third Thursday, it will be a book club. But on the other Fridays, it's kind of an open chat. Um, a lot of people ask questions on how they can do certain things. Um, and then sometimes we do have um, some topics at that, at that time. Um, we talk about everything. We talk about travel. We talk about tips and tricks, um, cooking. Um, we even talk about vegetables and we will be having a call coming up. Um, we had one on asparagus. And so the next one will be about beets. Um, and it, we also talk about farming. So we have, um, wide scope of topics and um so i invite everyone to come our website is cclvi.org you can go there uh we do have a calendar and it gives you all the information you need to come to our meetings or if you want to um maybe sign sign up and apply for either a scholarship or a magnification award Thank you, Patty. Sarah. Hello. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm here. Um, uh, I am Sarah Calhoun again, president of Guide Dog Users. Uh, I was elected president in 2020, so I am serving my I will be serving my second year of my second term beginning in January. Um, our mission in Guide Dog Users is to uh, advocate for our civil rights as guide dog handlers to uh, have them accompany us, accompany us to into restaurants, uh, stores, uh, businesses, transportation. Um, other public areas. Um, as we all know, the ADA has uh, been in existence for 30 years, but we do come up with um, several um, uh, interactions, I you might say, with those that aren't aware of uh, the civil rights that guide dog handlers do have with their with their guide dogs so not only do we um help our members advocate for themselves but we also do some outreach to business owners managers uh to share information on how they can um it, uh, how they can ask the certain the two questions to someone with a dog to find out if that is a legitimate service dog that mitigates a um, disability for the handler. Um, we have had a uh, produced a uh, public uh, service announcement that had to do with uh, asking people to keep their dogs under control when you do encounter a, uh, a guide dog team uh, so they don't, their dog is, doesn't interfere with, with our dogs as they're working and the importance of that. Um, we are also, we had submitted two resolutions to ACB during convention and they were uh, adopted. We do have uh, problems uh, going on with the rideshare service denying guide dog handlers rides with their guide dog um, so we are 
working with ACB, they had just uh, sent another letter to the Department of Justice surrounding this this issue. Um, it's a growing problem, and we're working very hard to try to bring some type of resolution so uh, guide dog handlers are not denied. Sometimes people have called for a ride share and they get denied. Then they call another one, get denied. It can happen three or four times in a row sometimes. Um, so we are working hard to, to um, hopefully find a good, uh, reasonable and accommodation for both the Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, and the guide dog handler, the team, so they will, uh, they can get a ride once they uh, uh, sign up for one. Um, the next resolution has to do with the Department of Transportation, the attestation forms that guide dog handlers, uh, any any person using a service dog, they have to complete before uh, boarding or before 48 hours before their uh, flight is to to leave the airport and that has caused some a lot of problems um, with many of the airlines Department of Transportation they came up with the forms uh, and then they turned them over and it's up to the airlines if they want to use them and of course each airline has their own computer system so some of them are not accessible and a lot of confusion in that area so we're working hard to get hopefully get that under control um let me let me stop you right here just for a second because one of the things sure. i want to know is if i wanted to join your organization because I, I i know you guys do a lot of good work and and it is as very good and jeff i just want to recognize that i do see your hand i'm going to catch you in just a minute um, I just want to know if I wanted to join your organization, what, what do I need to do? Is there a phone number? How much are your dues? Um, cause we want to kind of, you know, um, kind of, you know, uh, talk to the people a little bit about, you know, how we can join. Um, sure. I've seen your work and I know you do great work. And so if you could just kind of let me know how I, cause I might want to join and, you know, so I want to know how I can do that. Yeah. Okay, um, and and anyone can join whether you're a guide dog handler, uh, you have been a handler in the past, or you are just interested. Um, the annual dues are fifteen dollars a year. You can join either by through our website at gdui.org, guidedogusersinc.org, or you can call our office manager Lynn Merrill at eight. 66-799-8436. Right now, we have our early bird special going on. And if you join now, you will be a member now until the end of this year and all of next year. So wow, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> Hmm. So, we, do, we do have a newsletter. Yep, yeah, that's what I, that was my next question. Oh, okay. <laughs> awesome. Pause news. Cassandra, you do have one news. hand raised in the panelist side. Yes, I know. I, I, okay. I acknowledge them. Thank you. Yes. So you have a newsletter. Go newsletter. ahead. Newsletter. Uh -huh. And we also have, and that is, you can also find that on our website. Uh -huh. We have a chat list for uh, members and friends. You don't have to be a member to join our chat list. Uh -huh. uh, then we have other lists just for members. And you You're can right. find that information on the website. All right. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Let's talk Thank to you. Jeff. Let's talk to Jeff. Jeff, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing great. And I'm a proud member of GDUI as well. And Chief and I are doing great. We just uh, got got uh, back from the CNI just a couple of months ago. And oh, I just want I just want to promote uh, everybody should join GDUI because we have to support <laughs> all of our waggy friends, right? Absolutely. So just wanted to just put a big chime in there for that. Awesome. So what tell me what we're doing tonight. We're doing technology. Uh tonight? Uh well, tonight we were doing main menu. That's why I was late. So that's probably why bits was not uh, I think you were doing these things in alphabetical order. 
but I can, but I can wait. I will wait patiently for my turn. So. Oh, it is your turn. Everybody else has went but you. Oh, oh so okay, tell great. Us, okay. Tell us, tell us who you are. <clears throat> I will do. I'll do it. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm Jeff Bishop. I'm the uh, pres uh, interim president of Blind Information Technology Specialists. And, you know, really what we're all about is helping everyone, whether you're a professional or you uh, just want to uh, use technology to, you know, do things at home or just have fun and play games or whatever you want to do. That's what we're all about. That's what our affiliate is all about. Um, we, we've been around, uh, we used to be VidPi many, many years ago, uh, and uh, I don't have the date exactly when VidPi formed. Someone, someone's going to raise their hand and tell me, because they'll, they'll Google it or something and figure it out. But uh, we, we really are heavily involved. We have uh, quite a number of, of, of members, and we're really active. Um, we have a weekly chat on Saturday nights, and, and uh, we used to stop at... Uh, 11 o'clock Eastern, but now things are going way into the night. I think last weekend we were going until about 3 a.m. Eastern time. And uh, so as long as people want to chat, as long as we have a host, then we'll continue chatting. And, we, and we've talked everything from technology to, you know, the most, uh, you know, books that people really, really uh, enjoy reading to whatever, whatever really people want to talk about. Um, what, one of the, the great things about our affiliate is the events that we hold almost on a weekly basis now. And uh, Brad assists in this, in this process in running um, our, our uh, presentations and, and community uh, education team, where we have presenters talking about all kinds of different things. We just had some sessions on, uh, you know, audio gear, uh, we have, we of course have our MacBytes sessions. We have bits roundtable discussions where we pick a topic and we dive real deep into that, or we bring in special guests to come in and talk to us about, you know, specific areas of focus. We're going to be talking about coming up soon, actually, about how can you be your your family's best friend as it and when it relates to technology, because you know all of us are going to be going home and working with our family. And I don't know about you guys, but I, we tend to be the people who end up doing all the family updates to all the devices in the family. So we're going to give everybody some advice on, on this. We're working on, of course, um, security and, uh, and, and things of that nature. So that's coming up next year where we're going to talk to you a lot about pass keys and password management, ways to make sure that you're securing your digital life, and, and so much more. Uh, in December, we're going to be having our annual meeting. So if you're a current BITS member, you'll be hearing more about that. So you'll be hearing about some constitutional amendment changes that we have coming up, uh, as well as some, uh, some officer role changes and, and voting opportunities for the affiliate and, and so much more. Uh, if you'd like to learn more, you can go to the BITS website. It's found at www.bits-acb.org. That's bits-acb.org. From there, you can sign up to our BITS announce list. You can uh, join that. That is perfectly uh, fine for everyone to join. We also have a BITS private email list where only BITS members can, can talk uh, with us. We also are on Facebook, and that's a private Facebook group. We're on Twitter and on Mastodon as well. So you can find all that information on our website. And we hope that many of you will join us. Our membership dues are $20 uh, per year or $250 for a lifetime membership. And uh, we, have a, we have a lot of exciting things planned for, for BITS. And we'll probably be talking to everyone all about that, you know, coming up in December or early January. Because uh, we, 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 have some, we have some plans, but we need to make sure that everyone agrees with those plans uh, from a leadership perspective uh, we need to talk with that with our members, but if we think that it's going to go the way that we think it is, uh, I think you're going to be hearing some significant news from Bits. At least I sincerely hope so. So, um, yeah, that's Bits. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, sorry okay. I was late. We were doing main menu a little earlier. You are okay. Cassandra? Um, this is yes. Denise. Can I, I just forgot a couple of things I wanted to say real quickly. We, the Braille Revival League does have an award winning newsletter 
that we're very proud of. It's called the Braille Memorandum. It comes out three times a year. And um, anybody can, um, it comes out in Braille, large print, and email. And we also do have a chat list, and we are on Facebook. So if you want to know anything about any of those things, again, our website, www.braillerevivalleague.org. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. So I just have a few of my questions that I wrote down for myself. Because um, I want to know, um, just because you guys, I want to know what state you're from. And I want to know your favorite pastime. Because I know ACB is everybody's favorite pastime. But at some point, even ACB goes to sleep. So what do you do when ACB goes to sleep? So we're just going to go right down the list. Um, and you guys can just follow each other. Okay. Well, this is Denise again. I'm from Richmond, Texas. Actually, I just relocated to Texas. Um, I actually was from Washington State initially. been in Texas for about two years. Um I don't know that I have any time besides ACB, <laughs> everything I do. <laughs> but um, probably my favorite pastime when it's not ACB is I love to read. And, of course, I love to read my Braille. All right. Sounds good. All right. Next. I'm Patty Cox again, and I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. And... When I get a chance, um, I like to go to the track and play on the horses. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to say run. No, say, yeah. no, no, I don't <laughs> run the horses. But well, no, just I, you running. You know, you run track. You know. I, do, I do have three grandkids, and so um, um, the two younger ones uh, take a lot of my time, so... Um, I don't get to the track that much, but that is something that's to me is very relaxing. Uh, yes. 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 Uh, this is Sarah with Guide Dog Users. I live in Missouri, just a little south of St. Louis, so I'm the east side of the state. And when I'm not doing GDY ACB stuff, um, I do like to knit. So, and I am a member of the community call uh, the ch- the crafters <laughs> list, but that that kind of relaxes me. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. So, um, uh, J- um, so Jeff had to leave, and he kind of gave me that hint that he was going to have to. Um, but I also want to know. Um, the other question I want to know is how. Do you think so? I know, like, I'll take a Braille v- Revival lead first because I know you said you guys have, you know, um, diff- in, diff- in Florida and other places, um, they have chapters. Um, have you guys ever thought about um, reaching out to those different states and, and doing a community call or um, a focus call or something like that where it is a combined? Um, effort. Cassandra, yes. BPI does have their hand raised, but she keeps on denying to be moved over to a panelist. Okay. Oh, well, all right. Okay. Well, when she comes over, we will we will have her introduce herself. Uh, this is Denise. Yes, okay. we have. And as a matter of fact, um, that is one of the things that's going to happen in our seven hour extravaganza is that you get to hear from all six of our special interest um, affiliates. Um, we also are focusing in on um, the community events that currently exist that are um uh, Braille related, like I love Braille and learning Braille digitally and Braille works and um, the Braille room and all of those. And we're also going to have several um, organiz- Braille related organizations um, in that extravaganza that you'll get to hear about and hear from. All right. Awesome. All right, Miss Patty, I know for a fact because I was in a meeting with you. You want to talk a little bit about that? 
All right. Before, All right, you, do yes. that, before <laughs> you do that, let's get our little newcomer here. Lee, introduce yourself. Tell us uh, if you're the president of this particular organization and if you have um, a website uh, and how much your dues are. And yeah, I'll give, you, I'll give you the rest because I don't want to give it all to you at one time. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, thank you. For some reason, I never received a panelist mm -hmm. invitation. And uh, Zoom has made some changes lately. So I, I didn't actually get the invite to move over to the panelist side until just now. It's okay. So, <laughs> apologies for that. Um, so my name is Leah Gardner. I am president of Blind Pride International. Um, originally this organization was called B-Flag, uh, Blind Friends of Lesbians and Gays, and we got our charter as a special interest affiliate in 2000. So we are uh, 23 years old now, which is amazing to me. I was 23 years old when uh, the discussions in terms of forming a special interest affiliate really began in earnest. And I've watched this uh, organization grow over the years. Um, in 2010, the name of the organization changed to Blind LGBT Pride International to try to be more representative of all of our members. Um, our website is bpi.gay. We just changed uh, our website um provider about a year ago. Um, we have done a lot of renovations to our website. And at the moment, it's a little bit stripped down just because we took a lot of um, old, irrelevant material out. And we're in the process now of building that site back up again. However, our membership uh, portal is robust and up and running. And our yearly membership Dues are $15 for a uh, standard membership. There's also a student rate for membership at uh, $10 per hour. <laughs> Sorry, $10 per year. <laughs> um, and we also have a life membership um, possibility, and that's $200, and you will be a member of BPI for the rest of your life. Um. We uh, offer a, a number of things. Um, we are a, a really um, robust, vibrant organization. We have a uh, podcast on ACB Media One that airs um, every two weeks. And uh, that podcast has been, um, its, its initial start date was in March of 2020. So we have a lot of podcasts um, behind us on all kinds of topics um, that that revolve around the GLBTQ plus community. We have interviews with some politicians. Um, we just uh, put together a Halloween themed program. We have a um, wonderful uh, podcast that was put together in June um, that involves the draconian legislation <laughs> that's being passed in many states here in the U.S. But you can find this uh, not just on ACB Media, but you can find this on any podcast catcher of your choosing. So please check it out. Um, if you join BPI, we have uh, an email discussion group that uh, gets very active at times. And we have a uh, WhatsApp chat group where people can um, engage in all kinds of generalized conversation. Um, <clears throat> we have a board meeting once a month and we always encourage our members to uh, participate in that. We have our annual membership meeting coming up in November where I anticipate we will have a couple um, board changes. Okay. So yeah, that's a um, that's a brief introduction to to who we are, and you know we really try to to celebrate, educate, and advocate uh, for the uh, um, LGBTQ plus 
community as it intersects with visual impairment. Well, I think that's um, I think that's very great. Um, what I'm going to do is go ahead and let um, Patty um, answer the question um, uh, about uh, interacting with because um, now you are now caught up with the rest of us. <laughs> um, Patty, you can uh, take over and tell us about uh, you hanging out with uh, different uh, different um, states and you know um, co collaborating with them so that um, you guys can you know do what you need to do. And I happen to be on a call that you were on, so. Yes. Kind of, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have right now, we have four affiliates, which is um, state affiliate affiliates that are in states or is a group that is in the same area. And I say that because we have Kentucky, um, California, New York, and then we have the Delaware Valley that covers... Um, you know, a few states up there in that are close together. Right. And then we are getting a new in. We're getting Florida back. Um, but each one of them has, um, they do their own thing. Um, California, Kentucky, and Delaware Valley, um, they have a, um, a meeting each month um, where it's, I know that California does um, theirs and they might have a topic or they talk about certain things. Same with Kentucky, mm -hmm. um, Delaware Valley. They have one each month um, that is uh, very topic driven. Um, and then Florida and New York, they um, Florida is from what I understand from um, the president um, he is encouraging and New York encourages um, their members to get involved with committees um, and and join our Zoom calls. So um, it just depends on the affiliate if they, you know, what they're comfortable with and how many they're actually on um, calls they're on a month. Um, I don't want to push an affiliate to... Um, say that they have to have an informative call when they've got all these other calls and they want to join us. I would rather, you know, them be very comfortable. Um, I do want to mention one, a couple of things. Um, our dues is $15. It's $300 lifetime. But, um, and then, and that, that is for anyone. Um, if you're a member of an affiliate or if you are an at-large member, and we do have six issues of uh, our newsletter, which is Vision Access. And um, that goes out every other month, um, starting February, and then every other month throughout the year. Um, so we, we do have a lot. We do have email lists for announce and info. And if you're a member only, so we have a lot of things that you can get involved in. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Sarah. Um. Uh, yes. Um, we, in GDY, we have 10 affiliates. And we have a couple that um, are combined. Uh, we have one that's called Capital Area Guide Dog Users. And they have members from Washington, D.C., Virginia, Maryland, uh, those kind of a group, kind of a state. Um, we have Pine Tree, which is Maine. Uh, we have uh, Guide Dogs of Massachusetts, with South Carolina. We have Kentuckiana, and they are uh, have members, Kentucky and Indiana, and Florida, uh, Texas, Washington State. I think I got all of them, but and what we do is uh, we have an affiliate liaison on the GDY board. And right now it's uh, Pauline Lummeltine and it will be changing to Joyce Feinberg. 
beginning of the year. And once a month, the affiliate liaison holds a uh, call with the leaders, like the president, vice president, um, from each affiliate, or they can send somebody that from their group to, to the call as well. And then uh, the affiliates talk about what they are doing, upcoming events. And also it's been a great brainstorming kind of a situation where others have picked up on other affiliates thinking, oh, that's a great idea. We're going to do that or something. And so that's how we stay connected to, to each other. Um, and then of course we, we do have the affiliate liaison puts out a report so that everybody within the organization can read that as well. So that's, that's kind of how we keep up with our affiliates. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to have uh, Lee answer the question, which is um, I know there's some different affiliates uh, with BPI um, throughout the country. And if you guys, um, you know, so, you know, if you guys, you know, sometimes if you do broadcast together or if you guys get together with them, you know, in support of them and they're supporting you, um, if you could give us a, a brief answer, what I want to do is have time for the audience to ask questions of you guys. Uh, we actually, there was a time where we had a few state affiliates and um, over the years, uh, those uh, petered out. Um, so at this time, we simply have the uh, national affiliate. Okay. Okay. Is do you think there's any plans to try to um, to you know to to begin doing those again or? I don't. I, I not not at this point. I mean, we have we have a very vibrant national organization, and we haven't had a lot of push uh, from anybody for quite some time to try and um, spearhead any um, localized affiliates i mean we're definitely open to the idea mm -hmm. but uh the bpi board is is very busy right now dealing with our podcast and um all the other different ventures going on as you know we um have a lot of work cut out for us um for the jacksonville convention um as we are planning a, a rally and demonstration um <clears throat> surrounding uh, florida's uh, <laughs> draconian legislation when it comes to GLBTQ plus um, equality. Okay. All right. Thank you. So now um, get those hands in the air. The net will call on you. Um, Lucy's in clubhouse. She'll bring you up and they're open to you. Ask your questions and uh, you kind of know who they are. Now we want to know who you are and what ideas you may have. Danette? No hands yet. No. Mm -mm. Okay. Alrighty. Um, so we'll give it a few minutes here. Um, um, I know, um, I know that you guys, um, work hard in your roles in your um, in your advocacy uh, efforts and in the thing that things that you love as far as what you're doing, whether it's guide dogs, whether it's um, uh, Pride International uh, for Jeff and his technology, um, and um, make sure I get everybody right. Um, yes, CCCLBI. Yeah, right. Um, I want to know, um, and this is just my own little question. Um, if you could, um, if you could advocate in in your profession, in in, in where you are, for a um, a change of and I just wanted to kind of be brief. So let's just say for uh, guide dogs, I noticed you talked about the airplanes. So planes, trains, and automobiles. Um, 
if you could advocate for one thing and you had one, two minutes to do this, two minutes is all you got, what would that be? And what catchphrase do you think you could use to draw uh, people in to help support that that cause? Oh, this is Sarah. Okay, Sarah. That's a, that's a good question. Um, boy, a lot of them. Uh, I I I think right now it would be the rideshare denial issue that's going on because that affects so many people whether they're trying to go to work to the store to a uh, medical appointment visit a friend catch a plane whatever um, it really uh, impacts their life when they're denied and um, not only when you're just standing there on the corner um, once you uh, call up for the ride uh, you you get worried and am I Am I going to be denied? Am I going to make my my appointment, etc.? So, my catchphrase. Uh, uh, how about uh, give give us a ride, don't deny, or something like that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to pick on Lee because she came in late. <laughs> what you got for me, Lee? Ooh, um, that's, that's an interesting one. I actually work in the technology field. Um, I, I work for a major technology company. And um, I think this is really where the intersectionality of visual impairment and um, GLBTQ plus um, community comes in because you know I'm I'm all of these things. I'm I'm a guide dog user. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm a lesbian. I uh, work with trying to make technology more accessible on a daily basis. Uh, I think you know for me we're just going to concentrate on um, the affiliate level. It would be for my uh, organization to uh, constantly be more diligent, more uh, um, diligent about respecting every person on a team, uh, regardless of gender identity. Um, we have a lot of people from very different cultures. And I, I think sometimes trying to educate um, across all of these different nationalities and cultures, just about particularly um, transgender identity, non-binary identity, is um, is complicated. And um, I, I think my buzzword might might be something like <laughs> respect, ask questions, and um, accept. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. You guys are you are, you are good. Mm -hmm. and, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lee. I was just gonna say, you know, Sarah, I was I uh, was denied <laughs> rideshare twice just the other day uh, mm -hmm. because of a guide dog. So I love the work that GDUI is is doing on this on this. Uh, <laughs> on this major, major intractable problem. Thank you. I, really quick, I hope you uh, filed a complaint with the rideshare service and Department of Justice. It's very yeah. important. I'm in the process, awesome. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's it's going to be terrible. a long process. Yes. Okay. Eddie. Cassandra, it's a quarter tell. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I think that uh, my that one of the greatest challenges that people with low vision have is that we need we need the fonts to be raised up. 
we need to not saying that we could make it um, exactly perfect for everybody. But, um, you know, you go in somewhere and they ask you to fill out something or you go in the store um, and you're you're looking at an item and you want to read the price. By golly, it's either on the floor or it's really small. Um, you go into that store and you want to independently walk down an aisle and find a um, find an item. And my goodness, you've got to look up at the lights just to see where you need to go to to find um, that aisle with that particular item. So my thing would be is that all material needs to be um, accessible in some way, some form, but out in the public, uh, it needs to be a little bigger. Um, you know, a, a certain bottom line font, maybe 20 font, 22 font, um, that people with just a little bit of a vision loss can can be very independent and um maybe the catchphrase would be either blow it up or i might <laughs> i don't know no no uh, no i can't do that uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know i i just i'm i'm very i i go into stores all the time and businesses and you know that that's a big thing is that you walk in and there is you know you ask for help you say, can you tell me where it is? And they're going to tell you in that great land of over there. And I, I want to be able to independently go and pick out and uh, do business that I need to do in any any business out there. All right. Well, thank you. Um, so, Danette, do we have any hands? No. No hands? Okay. Uh, let me make sure. Did you want me to answer this question? I do. Okay, thank you. You're um, welcome. Braille has become a dying art. And as time goes on, it's become even more of a dying art with the with the availability of everything audibly now. Um, that's people's uh, um, getting information of choice. And it is a very concerning to us. So I would say, and I think I can pull about three into one, is to what we, what's really important to me is to be able to stimulate in blind people, you know, that real keen awareness of the practical uses and importance of Braille in their daily lives. And that without it, um, trying to survive can be really difficult if you're a blind person. Um, to make and in doing so, what that will then do, and and because we truly believe that for blind people, um, if you don't know Braille, if you can't read Braille and you don't know Braille, you are technically illiterate, because you can really read all the talking books you want to, all the audio books you want to, but if you don't, if you're not able to see how how words are spelled, how they're used, how punctuation is used. You cannot really be considered an, a, a literate reader. So a uh, part of that is is in doing that, it would then make Braille uh, Braille instruction mandatory in schools and uh, educational facilities for the blind, and make the mastering of Braille an integral part of the curriculum for the training of uh, teachers of the blind and visually impaired. Uh, if Braille became a real important uh, you know, uh, thing in people's lives, we would have more people helping us to make these other two things possible. You don't have to be a Braille reader to join BRL, Braille Revival League. You just have to believe in Braille. And my key phrase would be Braille matters because it does. All right. I love it. Thank you so much. You um, do have one raised hand now. All right. Let's take it. Paul Lewis, you can talk. You can speak. Hey, thank you. I wanted to add something that uh, Patty had said, and I am, I'm also a member, among others, of CCLVI and FCCLV, which is the Florida Affiliate. 
one of the problems that people with uh, low vision especially have is that uh, we uh, have to deal with uh, specific losses to our eyesight. Um, for myself, I have a retinopathy and I'm in the early stages of glaucoma. Uh, if you go into warehouse stores like Costco, uh, BJ, Sam's, they like to hang the signs pretty much from the ceiling. Uh, with retinopathy, uh, you basically like, uh, I'm sure a lot of you know, you have like tunnel vision. You need to have that sign in front of your eyes, eyes and uh, not 20 feet above it uh, to be able to figure out um, what kind of uh, pricing uh, you're looking for. And other, and other people who have other uh, vision losses, but it's sometimes it's specific, uh, just like uh, a lot of people uh, suffer from macular de degeneration where they have lost their central vision and uh, they have to readjust to uh, seeing on the sides. And to me, this leads to uh, if a some sort of a task force or group that could be uh begun um by the uh of and for blind organizations uh like acb okay. who would uh go out we don't necessarily need to be consultants but we can or consultants or not associated with the company but to educate people how um what the vision loss is and how to improve it for all their customers as inclusion is a, a big uh, keyword in today's uh, marketplace and um, improve it for uh, everybody. And one other point that I would add is for mainline retailers, especially in the uh, business office uh, field, yeah. if they understood the value uh, that accessibility not only brings to their disabled customers, but also it would be valued by all of their customers. As we all know, uh, a lot of people who uh, may be fully sighted uh, uh, are able to take advantage of uh, accessibility uh, that is brought to uh, various type of devices. That if these companies incorporated that and put more training in their staff, I'm sure that they could increase their sales. And in addition for us, uh, we would have a much easier time in uh, shopping and finding things in our community uh, out there so we could actually touch and uh, feel the products that we're buying. Thanks. Thank you. So you guys, we have three minutes left. And in that three minutes, um, I just want you to kind of give me um, a very brief, because we only got three minutes, um, um, a brief closing statement, probably a couple of words, because um, you're going to we, we want people to join um, these organizations, be a part of it and, you know, come and advocate. And so um, just, you know, one right after the other, um, give you your give give me your brief closing um, our, um, remarks. Um, okay. Sarah, do you want me to go? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry, Sarah. I didn't hear anyone speaking. We started at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just very quickly. I, I um, hope that um, anybody who really wants to uh, advocate for the um, LGBTQ plus community will please do so. I really want to um, reach out to our allies. You don't have to be part of the LGBTQ plus community and, and identify um, as such. We love our allies and um, we would love to have everybody advocate with us during what are uh, really kind of tricky times here in this country. Thank you. And thank you for coming. Thank you. Uh, this is Sarah with Guide Dog Users, and uh, I first want to thank you for having us on this 
call, I've learned a lot about uh, these these other organizations. Um, please, uh, if you're a guide dog user or just interested, uh, everyone is welcome to join GDUI. And we, like I said, we do have our chat list and uh, we do uh, help and want to help others who are looking into have, to getting a guide dog. We also, uh, we have school updates. Um, all the we got different one minute, guide babe. dog schools. Okay. <laughs> but everyone's welcome. And thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is Denise. And I would just say that uh, the reading and writing of Braille and being proficient in that is uh, uh, absolutely essential for blind children and adults who can't see well enough to read print and we need all the help we can get so come join us thank you everyone for coming tonight have a great evening